0: This is Werewolf the Podcast, a podcast about the role playing game Werewolf the Apocalypse.
1: D20 Radio, where gamers roll.
0: you heard of high-level games
1: if you're a content creator looking to make your dream a reality you need high-level games high-level games does layout editing and development support such as kickstarter and more even if you're not a creator and just want to enhance your game with exciting new supplements go to highlevelgames.ca and check out dark new england for v20 high-level games we want to help you level up your role-playing game highlevelgames.ca
0: All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. I am your co-host, Josh Heath. I am joined by my co-host, Carrie. Wow, this is going to be a review. Uh, Carrie, how are you today?
1: I'm I'm doing, I'm better that I'm done with this book now.
0: Yeah, so we are just going to run right into it and talk about the Rokea book.
1: Okay, well, hold on. I think we mm-hmm. need to do a... Um,
0: there are a, a couple warning. of tr- trigger warnings trigger that we warning need to, here. yeah. We're going to cover Rokea. There are some discussions of real world sexual assault and in-game sexual assault conversation that's going to happen. If you want to skip this whole episode because of those elements, please do so. Also, I know some folks have shark phobias, so like skip this episode if that's true for you.
1: What a scary phobia to have.
0: It, I couldn't imagine because the the phobias that I have are bad enough. Having one of sharks would just be a, be bad, be bad.
1: I had a slight fo- spider phobia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like I wouldn't even label it actually as a phobia, but like I was bit by a brown recluse and I had sure. some issues after that with spiders. They're still not my favorite thing, but I worked through most of it. But like, how would you work through a shark phobia?
0: Hard, particularly with like Shark Week and things like that on right. TV. It, it would it'd be hard to avoid it. Um yeah. so I so you know,
1: avoid this if you
0: have <laughs> <laughs> yes, that applies to you, avoid that. Yeah. Um yes. let's talk about the very first thing that's a real world situation that I think folks should be aware of. And I don't usually do this, usually I leave um people's personal business um out of a book review. But I think it's relevant to say that um, the writer for this particular book, Matthew McFarland, has had multiple accusations, allegedly, to legally protect ourselves, Mm -hmm. leveled against him uh, uh, for various levels of sexual assault and impropriety in the RPG industry for a significant period of time, Um, going back much longer than people realized that came to light a couple of years ago. Um, So he was the one that wrote this book. If that is something you're like, hey, I'm just going to nope out of this book review because of the individual involved with it, completely respect that. His involvement is going to increase um, as we talk about books, however, um, in uh, Werewolf, because he uh, was a big big writer for White Wolf at the time. Um, I think this is one, not his first book, but one of the first few that he was working on in Werewolf. Um, so relevant.
1: So I'm actually really glad I didn't know before I read this, because I was able to read the book, and I still have the same opinion.
0: Yeah, I so think it's that's
1: like, okay, really, you
0: know. Yeah, we're gonna get into woo, that, woo. Um, but I thought people should know, so that uh, oh, that caveat is, is, is out there. Um, I didn't know that before. I was like, hey, Carrie, read this book, but when I looked through it I was like, oh well, that's a thing to note um, <laughs> other folks involved in this book um this is a breed book so it is uh it's got the pretty blue cover with the symbol mm-hmm. uh, repeated in multiple times I, I love the cover for this book
1: oh yeah absolutely the 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 color choice is perfect and wonderful uh it's the blue is a calm which is you know rokea only have an on and an off switch
0: mm-hmm, right
1: <laughs> and so like this is the calm or the rage and we get the calm for the cover and i i really like that and again the the glyph is just spot on perfect
0: yep it works it's okay. great i i i think this is like most of these particular styles of books this is a great way of of having the cover and i think it looks great Developer on this was Ethan Skimp. Um, Art in this book is by Brian LeBlanc, Steve Prescott, Jeff Rebner, Ron Spencer, and Greg Williams. And I'm going to say from a art perspective, this book rocks it. Is it this, perfect? This may
1: be but, the closest to perfect. Yep. Art-wise. Right. Like it, it's, fan- that's I think what makes me so angry is that like they nailed the art so hard and everything else was like, ugh,
0: yeah, not yeah. so good. So I came into this remembering good things about the Rokea. This is one of my struggles is I clearly remember the things that I find, hey, this is interesting. I'm going to use this and dump everything else out of my brain <laughs> because this book made me go, why? Why is that there? Over and over again. But it does start with an excellent comic. Yes. I, they this is the first time in a while they've done a full um, page spread of, of comics. There's like eight pages worth of comic here. Super good, super well done. It is a story that actually uh, plays out throughout the book. Like you can tell this story. It gets repeated multiple times. so it's actually a big story hook. And it shows an interaction between werewolves and the Rokea and it shows two packs effectively. I think it's cool. Like, if this were the rest of the book, I'd be like, 10 out of 10. But, like, this comic's great. <laughs> they, should have
1: just, they should have just made a graphic novel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the only thing I disliked about the the first eight pages, the, the comic, is the very first page, it's laid out like a weird 80s metal cover. With it is. Like a... With this roquea with with blood all over it, which you know I understand. We should there's a blood warning too. We should have said yep. that as well. Um, and, but like the woman he's cradling, which I'm I believe is another wear shark. She is, in, yeah. But mm-hmm. she's in Hamid form, but she's unconscious, so she shouldn't be in Hamid form. But anyway, um, and she's naked, and just the way she's laying is very sensual. And very sexual, and that should have been like a big tip off. Yeah, like you know, like it just doesn't quite work. Like I actually, I flipped it open. And I went, oh, why, why, why are they like posing? Yeah, and I mean, I get that, like it's art, so like it needs to be somewhat posed. But it, I don't know. When I think Rokea, I don't think, ah, those are
0: sexual creatures, <laughs> right? Not at all. But no, but the book will tell somebody did very regularly that our (laughs) viewpoint is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, this the so, where sharks rokea that's what we're talking about, right? Clearly, Mm -hmm. if that's not obvious yet, it should be now. The rokea have been presented to us in several uh changing breed books and players' guides previous to this, and we've just got this general idea that there are sharks shark changers exist there are basically no homage shark changers we know that um but why is kind of unclear previous to this and this gives us a deep uh, exploration into why that is true at the same time as the introductory story says there is at least one surprise right
1: that's what white wolf does right there's none of these except for this one right
0: Which I will say they do a good job of saying, hey, if you want this one Hamid Rokea to be your player character, we endorse that. And there are multiple ways you can do that. They provide you hooks to do that throughout. So that's at least better than the Sam-Hate problem where they're like, you Mm -hmm. can't be a mage and a changeling and a wraith all at the same time, but you can be an ashtray. Um, But they do say, if you want to make this basic idea your character- Do it, uh which I appreciated. At least they weren't like you have to use this canon character. I'm
1: gonna be honest, I don't understand why they don't why for the Rokea's big plot meta plot for the Rokea, why it's only one. There should be a huge amount of them just randomly showing up and it being an actual problem, right? Like I don't understand the way this book presents everything. I don't understand why anyone would want to play a shark-born Rokea. Uh, There's not a lot there.
0: Yeah. So let's establish this basic like eh. th- thing. Their Rokea were told by Gaia to survive, right? That's their main tenet of their litany. They then survive for millions of years in the ocean doing shark Mm -hmm. things being sharky and humans come along and they somehow end up like being able to um, mate with humans as well okay I don't quite understand how they tie that in because they never really explained it very well but fine I'm like I'm buying into the idea of wear changers to begin with I'm on board then there's this idea that shark so society rokea society is like we don't go on land because land is bad because they have their own version of the triad um set kun and krill right, right. um who vaguely align with the uh wild weaver and worm except they may be emanations of the the greater triad that exists because coral is an actual being that rokea have met and interacted with which is interesting
1: when i when i read this that's kind of what i got is just that their version were just avatars of the weaver the wild and
0: and the book suggests that at one point it's like you know if you want these to be the things you can or they can be avatars because they do more interaction than the rope than the worm does with other uh, werewolves and things like that. But okay, I'm on board with that. But then there's this idea that n- there are never or generally never been many, or if any at all human born Rokea because they just like to mate with sharks. And I, one, the idea of a were shark is based on native Polynesian myths of were shark people, Right. And you get the sense that if there were were were-shark people, they would be from Polynesian cultures. Okay. Tracks. Interesting. But still doesn't really make any sense why there wouldn't be at least a small subsection of Hamid Rokea in Polynesia. Yeah.
1: Like, I felt like they were having the opposite problem. It's kind of like Red Talons. Yeah. But there should be, like, a breed of sharks that's, like, no, we're cool with the humans. Right. Like right. then it would have been like, well, okay, then if you want to play Hamid, go play these dudes.
0: Yep, and they sort of give you that with the Samebito, who are a Japanese offshoot, specifically Japanese. But you, this book says Asian, but they are very specifically a Japanese offshoot of the Rokaya, who have joined the Beast Courts and the Henge Okai, which I think is interesting, except. There's this whole war between the Rokea and what they call the betweeners, those Rokea that go on land, mm-hmm. but that war doesn't extend to the Samebito who have been doing the same thing for at least 500 to <laughs> 600 years. And that does not make any sense, that there's no clear reason why that is. Um, they say, alternately, at one point, I'm all over the place with this book, but like I have thoughts. Um, they say... There's more Rokea than there are other changing breeds twice, at least in this. Even after a big explosion of a nuclear weapon that killed off two thirds of them, there's still like three to 5,000 Rokea, according to this, which we're supposed to take away as being more than the Garu even, which that's a take.
1: Mm -mm. White Wolf has also never been good with math.
0: Right. At all. (laughs) No. All right. So we've gone all over the place. We're not even through the introduction. The introduction is just (laughs) a story. That's fine. You know, it's okay. It gives you like the the framing device of of one were shark talk, talking to this Hamid were shark, right?
1: At least it's not in the, that uh, story where they, you know, they respond and you don't hear the, at least you hear both sides.
0: Right. Exactly. And they're again really good art like chapter one's art i'm jumping ahead you can go back into the intro if you need to but chapter one's art is so good of two vikings fighting a were shark like i want to know more please tell me about the where the rokea in ancient europe like uh, please give me something on that we don't get any of that that's okay but like i would have loved a story about why these vikings are fighting this were shark
1: no i the again the artwork in this book is top notch yep and i i agree if we could have just had little blurbs on each of the pieces of art i think this would have been a stronger book <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: um the the first chapter largely gets into the things i already mentioned it talks a lot about set kun and curl um and the idea that the sun, that sea, undersea, and oversea exist. Everything is from uh we live in the sea perspective, of the Rokea. I'm on yeah. board with that. That makes sense, right? And this idea that Curl is an octopus that somehow attacked the oversea and created the sun by cutting a big hole in the, in this in oversea.
1: Right. And the sun is the wound.
0: Yeah. With the wound being a really important, like the moon and the sun are both the wound for the Rokea, right? So they don't have a differentiation between Luna and Helios. I'm cosmologically, I'm on board with everything so far, right?
1: Yeah. They don't deal with it all that much. That makes sense.
0: Right. And that's, it's interesting in a way that I'm like, oh, Rokea clearly have a different mentality than the rest of the changing breeds. Again, Cool. Like, I'm on board with that. That makes sense, right? They talk about the Impergium and how where sharks weren't involved in that, uh, but Rokea still caused the Delirium. I'm okay with that, too, because Rokea causing the Delirium is like, you're a giant, huge shark. You're going to scare people. I'm on board with that, right?
1: Well, and I would... Honestly, I've never understood why any where creature wouldn't. Right. Like, it just... Oh, you're a giant monster that came from something smaller, but still is a monster. Like that yep. that just makes sense that if the delirium affects humans, it should affect for everybody.
0: Exactly. Um, and we also in this section get information on the Roar Roar Qual, who are my favorite element of the Rokea story. The, but we I, don't
1: get enough.
0: Right. I agree, but that's because most, some more on them is in uh, Blood Dim Tides. And so I think with this book and that book, you get enough on them. All right. But it's still a little vague. Um, I will agree with that. Like, well, that,
1: in, they literally they mention them and they're like, they're where dolphins and were whales. Well, and they're, they're, they're not, special.
0: They're but not, but they're not anything. That's where it's confusing. They don't change, but they are effectively moving cairns they are wild aligned beings they're spirits but not spirits that move around and provide gnosis to the Rokea and send messages back and forth <laughs> i i think it's interesting i just don't quite understand why we needed this like yeah I like whales too. Like I'm, I, I'm on board with whales and dolphins. Like
1: we're pro whale.
0: Yeah, but I don't quite understand the need for the them because you have places that call that are called grottos that are cairns. So why do you need mobile cairns? Also,
1: could you imagine a whale? How big it would be?
0: Blue whales. They talk about that are the biggest ma- like creature in the world, right? Right.
1: But I'm saying if it turns into a whale. Were-
0: Oh, my word.
1: (laughs) It'd just be floating in the ocean.
0: (laughs) Yes, but no. Also, (laughs) Um, like if you were going to give me where any cetacean, it would have to be dolphins and orcas. I'd be on board with that because, you know, they're Uh, also where octopi. Yes. Um, (laughs) And they give us several pictures of curl as a where octopi. And I'm like. Are they going to give us a where octopi enemy? Because I need that. That yeah. would be cool. No, they don't give us that. Um, anyway, there's another big metaplot moment to talk about where uh, the U.S. was testing nuclear weapons um, in a place called Ternah. And um, this is a real-world event that they um, connected to a world's of Darkness event. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. The were sharks had a big gathering where all the were sharks got together. Um, something happened where none of them noticed that this nuclear test was going to go on. <laughs> they give you like reasons. They're like, probably Curl was doing some evil wormy stuff. Okay, fine. Big nuke goes off, kills off 30% uh, or 70% of the were sharks, right? And for a species that their whole mission is just to survive, this is really devastating to them. The culture, it causes a rift, that causes the betweener war. I'm following the logic here. I just feel like it's also really contrived when these could be super cool without this. Like there could have been a different conflict that wasn't an internal conflict. I don't need an internal conflict for the Rokea to make them useful to me that actually makes them less useful to me
1: so i feel like the rokea needed a black spiral dancer yes and i don't mean like evil rokea you know i don't mean wormy rokea because they're uh, they mentioned rokea that serve their worm tenant but they don't really do anything with it they just go ask some of us to like her better you know okay um but like they needed to have like where octopus to fight right because the only real bad guys or or villains are humans right which is or more you know the things on land yeah right you know and so it's real divided in black and white and except for when it's not (laughs) right you know and then you're like
0: yeah and it's one of these things where I they're trying to give you a reason for the Rokea to be on land. Uh, okay, but then they're telling you regularly don't have your Rokea be on land. Right. And so it has the problem that so many of the Pharaoh have where you're like, you're creating a really cool idea that I can't do a thing with. Yes. And that like, because they would be so cool if I could even if I didn't necessarily have them interact with a werewolf pack, I could do something else cool with them. Like I it does give you enough in this book to run a Rokea only story, which I think is cool. But I I also need to deal with the other things in the world of darkness, right?
1: I mean, you don't have to, but you should.
0: Right. If for a werewolf supplement book, you gotta give me something. Right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. No, I agree. So the thing that in chapter one that i really took away though is that um there there is one paragraph where the 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 ocean rokea is talking to the the hamid born
0: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. and um he's talking about being upset about something and he goes oh yes dirt walker because you know that's original um a few a few of us have passion and even emotion. Well, like that's a strike right there. Right. Like, oh, you guys aren't emotional? Like, is this the whole where spider issue thing again? Where like and and it is like they either they keep talking about how they have alien, they think alien like you, know, which of course made my alien spell yeah, go off but it's right. not baby. there are
0: aliens in here though i don't know if you caught them the aliens I, do I, get a reference
1: yeah <laughs> but um but it's not the were sharks it's true um but again like they're going here's this thing you can play that is so far removed from humanity and being human that it's almost encouraging people to play like sociopathic right that's a word so yeah Yeah.
0: sociopathically
1: yeah (laughs) yeah you know like it's just like you know we eat people and then we spit them out because they taste gross well haha yeah that's fun but also that doesn't make for a well-rounded character right like the i feel like rokea would be great for a one-shot yep one-shot game let's try it out i don't see how you could do this as a well, chronicle, yeah. As a like, chronicle, yeah, no.
0: How are you going to characterize what motivation do you have Survive, as a character then leave? Yeah. Right, <laughs> stay <laughs> in the ocean, stay in Eat. the ocean,
1: and swim around,
0: ignore Ooh. everybody, deal. Like, like <laughs> that's yeah. Chapter two um continues the story that's been going on, but uh, uh a betweener rokea, one of the rokea that lives on land but was born in the sea. Finds Mateo, this Hamid uh, Rokea and starts telling him uh, more stuff about the Rokea. Yeah. Okay. And we we learn about the auspices. There are three Rokea auspices. The math doesn't check out on how they describe these auspices. Like there are those born during the day, those born at night, and those born um, in twilight. Right. So. You would assume the dim waters would be the least amount of them, but it seem the dark waters, the ones born at night, are the ones that are the least, I you know, sharks give birth all day long. Well, they don't, they don't have, care. Right.
1: They don't care. It's dark in the ocean. They don't care.
0: Exactly. So I don't understand this, but fine. I'm I'm following their logic. We have these things. Uh. Um, they are bright waters dim waters and dark waters dark waters are the mystical prophets bright waters are the most common uh effectively the um Arun. the runes yeah um and then dim waters are everything else. everything else yeah <laughs> and they generally the dim waters don't like betweeners which i i don't quite make sense sure but bright waters and dark waters tend to be the ones that end up going between her. Like, okay, well, like you've given me that information, that's fine. Um we get information on the rokean laws. Um I wanted to say every time I see information on the uh or pictures on the hammerheads, I love the different hammerhead like sharks that they depict in this. I think that's cool.
1: Well, in the artwork, I will say this also they have somehow managed to make all of the sharks very unique and they embrace the breeds of the sharks, the Mm -hmm. actual species of the sharks, Mm -hmm. um, to where it is a visible difference in it's easy. Like in the, in the opening comic, it's actually easy to tell the different sharks apart when they're talking to each other.
0: Yep. Which is hard. Like that's for animals that generally kind of look pretty similar. Mm -hmm. It's neat. And like, it's cool yeah so rockean litany for they call it just rockean law um is survive for
1: not having a really long complicated name
0: (laughs) right survive hunt spawn and swim make sense like you're 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 fish people fine Mm -hmm. like you have this real simple system it doesn't have to be super like uh super natural or whatever, you know, spiritual. It doesn't have to be. I get it. I'm on board with this. Um it then gives you a betweener version. Survive. Humans are not prey. I don't quite get that, but okay. Stay near sea because they have to go into the sea to get their gnosis back. So okay. Right. And then fear, but fear as an acronym, uh meaning this uh meaning run away. I'm not going to read the acronym. It's F everything and run. Um basically like survive is what they're saying again like if you don't be tied down to anything keep moving don't like stay connected um but can we talk about the elephant in the room now because like it happened it's brought up in the first chapter ending here and we should probably discuss it right go for it Rokea supposedly have this uncontrollable urge to have sex on land. <laughs> Why? I don't know.
1: So, it's somehow connected to the to the week of nightmares.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And, which, but they never explain.
0: Right, right. So this you you have this idea. Uh, you then have this uh, werewolf. Supposedly, there's a mechanic which is horrible and rapey called Animal Magnetism, where you can basically go, grr, I'm a wolf, and people are suddenly sexually interested in you. Well, Rokea can do that too, but better. And why, one, be, when you have this whole cultural thing about not creating Hamid Rokea, then you created this storyline where you had this uncontrollable urge to mate, and you have this weird ability to make people want to sleep with you, and then you have gifts that make it even worse.
1: Yeah, there's a yeah, there is a lot in this that is uncomfortable,
0: incredibly uncomfortable. Um, to call it rapey, I actually think is making is defining it less severe than it comes across. Like, yeah, it's really bad. Um, so I know both of us had to
1: set the book down a few times yeah like i i kept i kept telling asking my husband i was like have you read this book and he was like i actually don't think i have and i was like you don't need to yeah right this is terrible
0: right it's bad the implications about this whole thing there is a a slew of of get rokea pack of betweeners that have been on land for like 10 to I don't know, 100 years. It's really unclear how long they've been on land. Yeah. But wrote, shit, fish don't have a good time sense. fine. Sure, um, yeah. What's really uncomfortable with it is the woman in the group is, is explained as always being pregnant since she has come on land. Yeah. I, I don't, why? Why do we need that? Like, why is that Well, necessary? they've
1: also implied that the two men that are with her, have fathered a bazillion children on so there That's should true. be a bazillion kinfolk right. for the at least kinfolk you know right. walking around
0: and so the, uh, the they mechanically put this idea in here too where to be a Hamid rokea a rokea has to have a child with a rokean kinfolk
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is already basically weird. the way it works would weird yes but also basically the way it works for every other Farrah. like i don't know why they had to like really go out of the way to say it here like that's how it works with werewolves too like you but to-
1: i think they went out of their way because there shouldn't be any rokea kinfolk right because that comes from rokea right you know and so i think that's where it gets weird is like, why are there any kim folk to begin with?
0: Oh, and there, that's the other side of it, though, is rokea that uh that mate with sharks always have a rokea child. Yeah, so there should be way more rokea, period. Yeah, and I get it, there was a big nuclear explosion, sharks don't breed very frequently. I, I'm tracking on their reasoning for it, but I just also. I have some problems with it
1: just their math doesn't quite work yeah so i don't remember which chapter because this whole book is one blur of me being kind of rage field film yep. um but at one point they talk about when you go on land you have to keep an eye on everyone in your slough so they don't go off and force people to have sex yeah and i'm just like how is this a fun mechanic hey, Bob, don't rape anybody. Right. I don't want to have to role play that out.
0: <laughs> no, no, thank you. Like, I, it's, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's not cool on multiple levels. Um, in this chapter,
1: Hello.
0: going in a different direction, in this chapter, okay. we get a lot of good information on where the Rokea go up on land and what their opinions of those places are. You get this idea that there's a connection between the Rokea and the Copaloe, who are a craft in Mage the Ascension. Great. I would actually like some story hook or some information about why that connection exists. Maybe a myth to connect it to. You don't give me anything, White Wolf. If you just say they have a connection. Like, why would I use a, uh, if I, unless I'm setting my game in Hawaii, or somewhere else in the Polynesian islands where the kopaloae exist i'm not I, you're not giving me anything yeah. to work with i don't know like it's then you have this idea of the mariana trench there is a um, a technocracy base in the mariana on a trench that has uh oh. stopped the rokea from using it as their main like cairn like they used to Do they
1: actually say that in this book
0: no the only reason i know that is because of blood dim tides okay and that book is to understand some elements of this book you have to have read that book and it's frustrating to note those places where it's like you could have just added a line here where it's the technocracy have a base here see blood dim tides
1: yeah i was gonna say i don't actually think it Talks about blood dim tides, except for maybe once.
0: It, maybe with the mermaids, maybe. With a mer, it mentions them really briefly. Like there are a couple of minor callbacks to uh, where they specifically say blood dim tides. There are yeah. callbacks to blood dim tides throughout this that they right. don't explicitly say are for more information. Right. But at the very beginning of this book, they should have had a whole like page spread saying read blood dim tides. Yeah. And like <laughs> that would have been the only thing needed on that page. Uh okay. Um we get information on who the Rokea know about for the other pharaoh, they know about the werewolves. That makes sense. The werewolves are the most uh expansive, they know about the makole, the ratkin, um, the Korax. Okay, so that all tracks, right? Mm-hmm. They know about the birds, they know about the rats because rats are on ships, they know about the makole because uh, lizards and uh, crocodiles and things play in the water occasionally so like uh, i'm on board and sure. there's this whole idea that the bito and the makole have a relationship in asia so like okay right. like i'm tracking so far with all of this but then you know we get the noisha also and i'm like <laughs> coyotes are not in the water man like no like okay but fine um and we get this uh, a little bit of information on vamper vampires and mages and ghosts and changelings, so forth and All so on, right.
1: Right? So hold on.
0: Yeah,
1: I could totally see a new going into the ocean though, and being like, I'm a werewolf. True. Like I could see like one, like if they had like a little sidebar of a ridiculous story of a new isha just effing with them, yeah, that would have been okay. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, I feel like if they were going to make these, if they were going to make Rokea so excluded from the rest of uh, Gaia's army, <laughs> you know, like, the, her her, her group of, you know, like, th- I feel like if they had taken on a little bit more of a humorous twist to it, yeah, like, have them just be like, I don't know what's going on.
0: So, Street Sharks, the cartoon, was a thing. When, <laughs> it was a thing when this book was written.
1: Mm-hmm, I remember they could
0: that. absolutely easily have been like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to lean into the joke about the Rokea being ridiculous and make them a bit Street Sharky. And <clears throat> for those that aren't familiar, Street Sharks is a cartoon that was uh, popular in the uh, mid to late 90s it's ridiculous it's silly it's
1: jawsome
0: it's absolutely jawsome and leaning into that as a reference point for this book would have made the Rokea so much fun you could have been it could have still been world of darknessy and you could have been like there are some ridiculous silly things and i would have been like please like give me that balance it would have been great
1: yeah because i mean if you have the balance of like i'm a giant you know 20 foot monster that can eat things but yells jawsome as it does it <laughs> then like suddenly you're like okay yeah I, I get the balance here this is fun right. instead you're a 20-foot monster that's like I want to have sex with you come here
0: <laughs> right. like,
1: no I'm good
0: just uncomfortably like <sighs> yeah
1: hey baby no
0: no <laughs> so moving into chapter three oh chapter three tries really hard to explain how to play a Rokea in an interesting way
1: it tries
0: they try really hard to be like you can do this thing you can do that thing here like here are different shark species that you can be connected to here's some like nuance about the auspices here's some like interesting story hooks and things here's some things about shark's how sharks work that you can play mm-hmm. up into give your character personality, but it's not personality in a personality way. It's a shark being a weird shark way. Yeah,
1: and it feels like they're all exceptions. Right. You know, this would make you unique under amongst the Rokea. Right. Well, no, if you have to play unique, then the Rokea aren't playable.
0: Right. And so there's this thing um, that Rokea can do, and I actually think it's connected to a thing that some fish can do. I'm not 100% sharks do this, but maybe they do. There's this thing called ascending, and it's an electrical impulse that some fish use to communicate in the water with each other. And the basic idea is it's sort of telepathy for sharks. It works in your sharky forms to use communication from shark to shark. like okay that actually like gives me a way to communicate with my shark friends. Right.
1: Well, sharks don't have vocal cords. Right. So like they can't literally, they cannot talk. Right. Um, I actually Googled that before we read this for some other reason. I don't even remember why. Um, so like when you like see things where they like, and then the shark growls, they literally cannot growl. Right. You know, they just open their mouths. You know, like there's no, there's no noise.
0: So that you have to give them some way to communicate with each mm. other, right? And uh, the sending is interesting. Sending doesn't work in Hamid form unless you have a gift and or a merit and or you're a specific species of shark that can use the sending in Hamid form.
1: I hate that they call the sending though because it just makes me think that they're Elfquesty. Yes. Like, And then I'm like, oh, ElfQuest has been a lot around a lot longer than this book has.
0: Yeah, so... This chapter is about playing. So you're getting all the gifts, you're getting all of the mechanics. I actually read through some of these gifts because I was curious, like, what things can the Rokea do that would be interesting? I was so bored, Carrie, reading these gifts. I I shark bite you, I shark (laughs) swallow you, I I bite
1: you harder. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's just not enough. I I can't believe they have so many gifts because not they're they they do not <laughs> do enough interesting to make me want to no. have any of these it, you know and then of course you know they're the rapey ones um yeah. so yeah any thoughts so, on the gifts
1: <laughs> and, and no okay and like and that's the worst part like is they were either offensive or boring right and so it was just like Ugh. right yeah. i do i there is a piece of art i want to talk about sure on page 57 uh <clears throat> I'm, I'm hoping i'm on the right yeah we're still in chapter three um it's by the the breed section mm-hmm. um <clears throat> they have a picture of a a woman who i'm a, is most likely a rokea because it looks like she's got claws um and but she's trying to get dressed and her clothes are all on backwards and inside out and it's just a weird piece of art yeah like like her jeans are on backwards and I actually wrote down what the crisscross (laughs) in my notes because like it like I get that it's like you know what are these things I have to wear but like again like they've also like she's all sexy as she's wearing her clothes backwards, you know? And it's like, what?
0: Yeah. What's really ridiculous about it is there's either a right or a gift that's really low level that lets you like wear a t-shirt or something. And then when you go on land, suddenly you're fully clothed. Mm-hmm. So like that picture is unnecessary because probably the Roque are going to have this low level gift that allows them to just be dressed. Um yeah it's (laughs) it's so hard to want to play one of these things but they Mm -hmm. try hard to give you cool (laughs) things um i liked the uh totem section actually um i would steal some of these and use them for werewolves right yeah um Particularly dolphin and uh, even shark. Like I think the, they're interesting. I would potentially have a, a werewolf pack take these as totems. Um so that was interesting to me as a hey, here's this thing to steal.
1: Sure. Yeah. We gotta pick some something good out of here. Yep. Um I have a question. Why are why is it silver and not gold that affects them? I,
0: so I don't know. Like this idea that um silver is this ointment that the wound puts on itself and it, it's the moon and so that hurts but
1: the moon vo- but the ointment is is all the wound is actually more the sun right
0: right right
1: And so that's Helios
0: right. so it would and- make more sense if gold hurt them right okay. it, that would track yeah. at least that would fit their cosmology. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Okay, I Uh, just wanted to make sure that that didn't make sense because I was not make sense.
0: Yeah, I went the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, Rokea probably are hurt by gold, and then it was like silver. I'm like, that doesn't. Yeah. The and even your explanation for why silver hurts them doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So okay, but okay. Yeah. (sighs) I want to just put this book down, but (laughs) um,
1: no, we've got a
0: couple more chapters. Chapter four. Starts off with again sexy woman art, uh, as she is attacking a. I'm assuming a worm beast in the ocean. Um, it's good art, but I don't. But I'm not sure why she's in Hamid form. Like it doesn't track. Um, this is okay.
1: a. Oh, see, I didn't. I thought she was a representation of uh, uh, the coral.
0: Oh, I thought is she, she a- was the tentacle one? No, but she's biting the tentacles. If you right, see but that- she's
1: also got vampire skulls floating around her.
0: So maybe she is. I don't Who know. Who
1: knows? Who uh, knows?
0: It's confused. It's-, it's
1: it's a very neat piece of artwork. Yep. But yeah, it's very again, like she's, you know, the 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 tentacle is covering her nips, and yep. you know, like it's yeah. like. Uh, it looks like it should be a, a black light poster
0: exactly yeah
1: yeah
0: and chapter four is a storyteller's chapter right it, it's giving you some of the background background information it talks more about the Chulorvia who are effectively I, the they are an alien species that um are connected maybe to nightmare and to curl and to all this sorts of thing they are um squid people that take over other bodies like they're they're a parasite that takes over bodies
1: oh yeah the worm
0: yeah 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 to learn more about them again read blood dim tides Um, and there does give you a good um uh sidebar telling you what's the key information in blood dim tides about them yeah I, again, would have, like, really loved if they were where creatures explicitly because that would have been super cool and something to, like, combat and a story hook and things like that. Um, this is a, it's fine as, a, as far as a chapter goes. Like, um, it gives you, a, they try to give you a lot of story hooks. But, again, none of these story hooks grab me. But then, they do something really strange for a White Wolf, one of these books. They give you an entire chronicle.
1: Yeah!
0: A long one. Uh, with yeah. ten scenes.
1: Almost too long. Like, yes. some of these, I'm like, why don't you just mush this together? They're like, And then they go to the bar. Right. And then they, I'm like, oh my gosh, come on.
0: Right. So, it's <laughs> not even ten scenes. It's twelve scenes and an aftermath. It's I, clearly they had a page count they were trying to hit and they were like, well, what do we add to this? But also I do think they were trying to go, here's how you can, here's a thing you can do with these Rokea, right? Here's a thing.
1: But I feel like it's the only thing you could do with the Roquea.
0: Right, right. And I don't know where I would take this story. I'm not going to spoil any of this story. I don't know where to take this story afterward. word it's fine but i don't like even the provided like ideas for what to do after this don't excite me
1: yeah no that's fair um i i think it is fair to also say that the story the 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 story at the end of the book is actually the conclusion for the comic book you know the comic pages at the beginning
0: and the story that's been throughout the book like they keep yeah kind of referencing that as a story throughout the thing
1: i do like that
0: yeah it's at least that is interesting to read yeah so if you're reading this book as just a reader chalk one up for value there if you're reading this as a way to tell a story run a game i think it misses the mark yeah um Chapter five gives you templates, which are all fine.
1: Wait, go back. Go back. We're
0: going to go back in chapter four.
1: Well, we 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 should probably just mention aliens. Yes. There's aliens in this chapter. There
0: are more aliens in this chapter.
1: And I think there might be Cthulhu in this chapter.
0: Yes, there is. So there are several (laughs) references to what is effectively Cthulhu throughout this book.
1: I was like, wait, what? Yes. I'm I'm on board. But yeah, it's like yep. If Cthulhu is going to be in any book, he needs to be in the ocean. That's I, fair,
0: absolutely. But they also mix up the Cthulhu mythos, yeah. so just be aware if you're a Cthulhu head, you're going to look at that and go, "That's not right." Wait, and that's wait okay. a
1: minute. But yeah. but you know, it's
0: the world of darkness, Cthulhu. It's yep. a little different. So, um,
1: fine. but I want to talk about the most bizarre piece of art I think I've ever seen in a White Wolf book. Okay. That is on page 97.
0: Oh, that's not the one I thought you were gonna talk about. Okay.
1: Are you telling me there's one that's weirder than this one?
0: This is real weird, but I think there's one that's weirder.
1: So this looks like stupid mid mid-journey or whatever <laughs>
0: it does look like AI art, yes. It
1: looks like AI art. Um, like it is, I think it's supposed to be a, a Rokea mid-transformation.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: And he's being speared. But I don't know even what he was transforming into. Right. Um, it he's kind of got like a a weird uh, fin that's ha- like turning into an arm, or the arm that's turning into a fin, mm-hmm. and it's just super duper uncomfortable, especially since there's no story
0: right to go with it to, to make explain it. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm like, what was the artist? Like, What I want to know what art prompt the artist got for this.
0: <laughs> right. So uh, th- there's a thing we have to briefly mention. Rokea and Hamid Form are all super ugly because they don't know how to make a human shape. That's the implication that they mm-hmm. they give us. It's the story they tell us. But then they have the ability to slowly adjust their human face as time goes on to change both their skin color and the shape of their face so that they look more human. That's cool. Like, I I think that's sort of interesting, at least. Like, but a lot of the art in the Hamid forms, they all look really weird. And that's because they don't know how to make a Hamid form. That's the explanation I'm giving. Not that the artist doesn't know how to draw a face. (laughs) Because on page 112 um, is the art that I'm like, there's a hammerhead, there's another shark. And then there's this woman who just looks very... Odd. Just shaped very interestingly. Um, and I think they were going for hey, she doesn't know how to make a good Hamid face.
1: Well, but, I yeah, she's even got two different shoes on,
0: right? And different like, arm sizes and things like that. Like yeah. I think I think they were going for a thing. Um okay. we need to wrap this up. So just just if know by wrap it up,
1: you mean throw it in the trash?
0: Yeah. It's Ooh the only other that there's one more thing only other thing is they give you some notable rokea and they tell you about Mizuchi sensei Mizuchi is the rokea who created the samebito bito um yeah. who worked with the uh the hegayoki to have the sharks go on land and learn about honor and so forth um but he thinks it was a mistake and now is back in the ocean and is kind of talking up to the Sami Beto about rejoining all the rest of the Rokea. I actually think that's a cool story hook that he's turned his back on this whole idea of like honor and being on land and so forth. But I don't feel like there's enough there either for me to make a game out of.
1: So like what worried me about that is they went the one option we've given players we're now taking away again.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so right, it was right.
1: like, ugh.
0: Right. I can see Leader becoming demoralized and turning sure. away from Thing, right? But then going, he's also trying to convince the rest of the same veto to go back and be regular okay I'm like, no, like, I, I don't need that. Like, Yeah, well,
1: the, the plot, the story is going and finding him and showing that he was right to begin with. Right. like that's the story that's what you run for people not running into him and him going well i suck and everyone going yep
0: <laughs> right yeah. right
1: guess we'll go swim away and survive we right. win you right. know, know.
0: it's boring boring anyway so let's let's i'm going to throw this book in the trash <laughs> um Phew! all right um the rokea are interesting the rokea are i think one of my favorite Farah as a concept um, they are not my favorite but they are one of my favorites. I think they're a super cool neat idea. Um, I think this book is a complete waste of time and you should, if you're going to run the Rokea, just do so from one of the Changing Breeds books yeah. and that will be enough and you'll it'll probably be more interesting. What you create for your own table will be more interesting. The night Studios plot for the Rokea is more interesting ah! and I don't hate the Night Studios plots in general but uh, like I don't know. That's just to me. That's <laughs> saying something to say that they did a better job here. Um, so Carrie, how many shark teeth out of ten would you give this?
1: I think that the art brings it up to a three, but I'd leave it about there.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give it a two. Um, I again, concept I, neat.
1: I really the like the. I really like the art of the, the book.
0: Art is the only reason it gets a two. Yeah, for me, like. I would just run the Rokea with one of the other books that gives me information on the Rokea rather than use this book and
1: yeah and let people play Homads.
0: Right, right. And I hate that I have that I've said that about most of the uh the breed books, really, right? Like but they don't give me enough to um to integrate the fera into a greater story they don't give me enough to tell a story just for that particular species. Yeah.
1: It's just in the middle and it's no, not good. It right. doesn't help.
0: Right. So like skip it, um, which is a shame because the concept of the Rokea gets a 10 out of 10 for me. So that's it's like, it's really tough for someone that, someone that would be interested in them to be like, Oh, there's a whole book about that. I'd be like, no, just don't. Yeah, don't. Mm-hmm. Just, just stay. Your awake,
1: imagination right. is way better than yep. anything else. And really if cool. you're gonna if you're gonna go with your imagination, make wear octopus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's,
1: there's that's so ridiculous that there isn't.
0: Right. And that would be super cool. Someone needs yeah. to make wear octopi for yeah. the storyteller's vault. Like now, go oh, out and do that. I my will gosh. support you.
1: Please, please, please let me design the, the glyph for that.
0: Yep. Okay. That would be amazing. Until we finally get an answer to the question of when will you rage? <laughs> We'll talk to you again next time. (laughs)